Hey, welcome to Christianity Culture. My name is Slavic, and I am a pastor, preacher, but more importantly, I am a follower of Jesus. So if, like me, you have questions about faith, life, and eternity, stick around. I release episodes weekly, and some of them are sermons, some of them are interviews, and some of them are just dramatized stories about things that have happened. So join me by subscribing. Thank you, and God bless. Hey, what's going on, everyone? My name is Slavic, and this is Roman. Hey, you guys. Hey, uh, so I have a friend of mine here with me. Uh, he is a missionary. Well, at least that is, I think, the calling that God's placed on your life. Amen. And uh, you just flew straight from Ukraine, as far as I understand, right? Yeah, I just came in from Ukraine a couple hours ago. The plane landed, and I'm like, I want to see my friend Slavic. <laughs> and then we decided to do a podcast. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Uh, but hey, so I wanted to ask you, um, so what were you doing in Ukraine? Uh, yeah, I was doing so much. Honestly, um, I came from Ukraine a month ago, um, straight from Africa, from the mission field. And in Ukraine, I saw my dad, my grandma was there. And I'm mm -hmm. like, hey, I really want to see my family too. Because I haven't been back to, to uh, I haven't been back here in Seattle for six months since January. Yeah. So my mom and my brother, they came over there and yeah. I got to spend some time with them. We went over, um, we got some vacation time in Turkey. Um, That's we awesome. Get to, we got to go to Turkey for a little bit. And then um, I also did some missionary stuff. So, for example, I was preaching in churches. Yeah, I was working yeah. with kids at kids' camp. So I yeah. had a lot of fun. And Were you the whole service. time in Ukraine or did you go somewhere else? For one month. So one week I was in Turkey. Okay. Um, yeah, I was in Turkey for vacation right, with my family. Right, yeah. And then, again, I was back to Ukraine and... Now I'm here. Oh, that's awesome, yeah. man. So, uh, Roman, one of the reasons that I want to actually have a podcast with you, it seems like, man, I know you for, I don't know, at least that's seven years or so. And uh, I think one thing that I respect about you a lot is, man, like you're bold in your faith. Like I remember, like I'm a pastor and I'll go and preach in front of people. But like for me to go on the on the streets and share the gospel with anyone, it's been extremely difficult. It put me, puts me in a very like uncomfortable position. And I just remember, man, how you, like, you would literally walk up to people and just pray for healing. And, 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 like, and I was like, I remember thinking about that, how, how passionate you were about this. And, and now to, to know that, that God is calling you to the missions. And I wanted to ask you, what is you're kind of like in maybe a short testimony that you can give us. And then what do you think your calling is in life? Yeah, that's good. First of all, I want to just thank Slavic here just for having me on here. Honestly, yeah. this is such a big blessing for Thanks, me man. To, to come here. I told Slavic, I'm like, hey, Slavic, I just flew in here just to be on your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. <laughs> good. So uh, it's, it's totally special. worth it. Yeah, it's, it's super special. I, I'm just amazed at what you're doing and for the kingdom of God. So I'm just happy to be here with you right now. Thank you, sir. Um, about bold, I mean, even when I was flying here, I just told my neighbor this, but um, mm -hmm. as uh, I was going through the line just to just to get and go through security, and they're like, oh, yeah. you don't have to take off your belt. I'm like, okay, I'll keep it on. So I kept it on, and the... It went off right where the belt was, and they yeah. said, "Oh, we have to check your belt." I'm like, "You guys told me I don't have to take it off." Yeah. So he's he's uh he's patting checking, patting me down. Yeah. And I'm like, "Hey, did you know Jesus loves you?" <laughs> it's the most <laughs> uncomfortable thing ever. <laughs> There's nothing else to do. I mean, like preach the gospel. This guy is yeah, like. Yeah. So what do you checking. say? 
started telling hey, Jesus loves you. He died for you. He's like, yeah, okay, that's awesome. Like, I don't think he even <laughs> heard about Jesus before. Honestly, I asked him, have you heard of Jesus? Yeah. He's like, no, I haven't. And so I got to share the gospel right there as he's patting me down. I mean, <laughs> what, bro? <laughs> you can do this anywhere, wherever you are. And by the way, if you're sharing the gospel, <laughs> that helps you get away from things a little bit. <laughs> bro, but I just think that that would be so uncomfortable, right? Like if somebody's like patting you down, you're like, oh, by the way, I was thinking, um, do you know Jesus? Um, like we, I was uh, at an evangelistic sort of um, outreach uh, on yesterday. Uh, oh, no, actually Saturday night. Yesterday was Sunday. Um, and in, we were, I, I, was, uh, I was invited to speak there um, on this platform, and my back was up to this water, you know? And I only had about 20 minutes to like, to like share the gospel, right? And man, I'm I'm just preaching my heart out. And there's this guy that pulls up with a boat, and he's constantly like revving his engine, like mm. on purpose, right? To like draw yeah. draw me uh, draw my voice out, right? And uh, I I kind of felt like almost was a shouting match <laughs> between me and the guy in the back. And there's maybe like. 250 people there, you know, and I was like, you know, not today, Satan, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it was, it was uncomfortable, but also it was one of the best things that I've, ex- uh, that I've experienced, you know, in, in evangelism. I'm like, I'm not going to allow the enemy to, uh, kind of drown my, my voice, you know? And, uh, man, I think every single time you put yourself out there, right? Every single time you step out of your comfort zone, um, you're going to be rewarded, you know? And a lot of times we want to see God do miracles, but we're not willing to take that step of faith, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so how did you, when did you start actually sharing the gospel? Because I know you you pray for pretty much a lot of people on the streets and, and, and stuff like that. When did you start doing that? Yeah, that's, uh, that's a great question. Actually, that's part of my testimony. Um, huh. I grew up in a Baptist church, and I love my Baptist brothers and sisters. So if you're a Baptist, <laughs> I love you so much. <laughs> I know serious. where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> Let, let's take it all the way. Yeah. But no, but for real. Um, so my family um, is Baptist. Even in the, the Ukrainian church, I'm, I'm serving over there with them. Um, that de- denomination. But one time I was invited to a conference here in two- 2015. Yeah. And I went over there and there was an evangelist and he would pray for the sick and he would share these amazing testimonies of people yeah. getting healed. And I'm like, what? Jesus heals today? I was so surprised. And I, at the same time, I was very excited and just um, full of energy to hear that because I wanted to see the same things. Yeah. And so me and my buddy, we went out to the mall to pray for the sick one time. Mm-hmm. And so as soon as we walk in, we see this these group of people that we know from our mutual friends from um, from Harvest Church. Right, right. They were going out doing the same thing. I'm like, yeah. hey, can we join you guys? And because of that, oh, that taught me a lesson to pray for the sick and just step out in yeah. faith and God's going to reward us. And after that moment, I remember one one time I was in Wendy's, and this was the first um, first healing I saw, and this mm-hmm. was just way beyond me. But I saw a man; he was um, he 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 had mm-hmm. like a cast or something on his hand, right? And I came up to him, and I prayed for him, and I'm like, "Can you test out your hand?" And he's like, "Sure." He tests it out, and he was healed. That's and amazing, that was bro. for me. I'm like, wow, Jesus heals today. For me, that was a crazy testimony. I like yeah. pulled out my Snapchat right away and I put posted that video. I'm like, this guy just got healed. You know um, what's so crazy is that like um, you know, you hear all these testimonies of people being healed, 
but it's so much different when you actually experience it and see yeah. it for yourself. Like I remember the first time I saw someone being delivered, you know, uh, I was about 18 years old and man, it was such a crazy experience. I remember for an hour and a half, we were just praying for this this kid and like finally he was delivered and I came home and um, if I'm completely honest, we I kind of slept with the light on for about three days. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I was trying to tell my dad, I'm like, dad, like you don't understand like what I saw, you know? And my dad was like, yeah, well, I've been telling you, you know, but it's not the same. You know, you can be told, but if if you don't actually like, um, you know, experience it, you can never really understand yeah. you know, what, what, what's happening. So um, one thing I wanted to ask you is, so how do you, so what do you think you're called to do? Like, what do you think your life calling would be? And, um, you know, is this something that, I mean, how do you even like, you know, make this a, a thing? I mean, do you just go on, on the streets and preach or like, and just pray for people? Like, mm. Yeah, that's that's a good question, Slavic. So one thing that you, you mentioned is mm -hmm. that some guy was revving this boat behind you and you're trying mm -hmm. to preach and trying to make sure your vocals don't get tangled up. That's what we were taught in boot camp. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you guys about it later. That's a CFAN boot camp that I mm -hmm. went through just recently. But how not to lose your vocals when you're preaching the gospel. Um, yeah. But uh, going back to your question, I mean, that's every single person's, uh, every single believer's, in fact, um, yeah. calling to preach the gospel. Jesus called us to preach. Go pre proclaim. Yeah, go proclaim the the good news to every creature out there. So mm -hmm. we have this we have this ministry of reconciliation. I was reading about it in, in yeah. Corinthians today that we have a ministry. Jesus gave us this ministry of yeah. reconciling people to God, and that's so amazing that we get to preach the gospel. I mean, think about it. Angels in heaven, they cannot preach the gospel. Yeah. They don't have the privilege to, but we do as human beings get to proclaim Jesus. And then yeah. Jesus, another thing he said is, when you proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ, he will tell, he will tell the Father about you. So yeah. every time you say the name Jesus to somebody else, Jesus says, hey, Slavic, just mentioned uh, me. And so he's mentioning your name yeah. to the Father. He's interceding for us. He's, yeah. you know, that's awesome. So tell us a little bit about the uh, CFN Bootcamp. I sort of kind of did something like that, uh, but at that time they did like a week. Mm -hmm. uh, they, they called it School of Fire. Evangelism. Or School of Evangelism. Something like, this, I, yeah. something like that. Uh, and this was like 2013, 14. I'm not exactly sure when exactly it was, but... I loved it, man. I got to meet uh, Reinhard Bonke. Wow. And uh, like, I remember I sat down at lunch, and then he comes and sits down right next to me, and I was like, this is Reinhard Bonke. Like, I'm thinking, like, I'm freaking out there, you know? And, you know, I look up, look to him, and we start talking, and I'm like, okay, well, what advice would you have for a young minister like me? And I remember in this, like, German accent, he's like, you know, I'm going to tell you run for the Lord. <laughs> I, I can't do it, but like, he's like, run for the Lord at all costs, run for the Lord, you know? Come and I was on. like, man, this is so awesome. <laughs> Probably a horrible accent that I just did, but... Um, and you mentioned that yeah. story to me. Honestly, yeah. I remember when you told me that, I took that from myself as mm -hmm. if Reinhard Bonnke told that to me yeah. through you because yeah. I'm like, wow, that's amazing. And even today on the plane, yeah. uh, no joke, I was thinking about this. I have never met Reinhard Bonnke. I really yeah. wanted to see him in person, yeah. but I never did. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I miss the man. I never yeah, met him, yeah. but I miss him. For those of you who don't know who Reinhard Bonnke is, you know, he preached to some, I would say, uh, I think at that time when I was at the school, um, they said about 72 million 
people. Yeah. Um, and some of the crusades he would do in Africa, in Africa, it would be about 1.2 million in one meeting, yeah. which which is insane. And 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 then, you know, he actually passed away. I'm I don't remember when he passed away. I think, I think a few years ago. Yeah, a couple of years back. Um, yeah, but man, what an amazing man of God. And I remember I got acquainted with his work when I read um, A Life of Fire, mm. that uh, biography. I don't know who, who wrote that biography, but what a powerful, powerful yeah. book. I think I would recommend it to, to pretty much anybody yeah. uh, to, to, to read that book. Living a Life of Fire by Ryan yeah. Harbonk. Actually, That's what it was, yeah. You told me about yeah. it, and I was thinking about to to read it, and then I got the audio book like you suggested. Yeah, yeah. I went through it, and I was like crying. I was yeah. laughing as a moment. <laughs> you told me this, too, and I'm like, I need to read that book. And I was just yeah. so on fire for, for Jesus after that yeah. to evangelize. Yeah. That just boosted my faith so much just from reading that book. Yeah, so you said you went to their boot camp. Uh, how long was that? What was that like, the whole experience? Yeah, so Christ for All Nations Boot Camp. Christ for All Nations, first of all, that's the organization Reinhard Bonnke started. So he started with that. And um, as of now, there's 80 million salvations mm -hmm. that's um, that's under their name. And mm -hmm. it's documented decisions for Jesus. So it's not somebody that got saved, raised their hand, and right. that's it. But they wrote down their name, their yeah. phone number, their contact information. And it was handed off to pastors and church leaders to make sure to disciple them. So yeah. it was not just some convert, and then he was he was lost. But no, they keep them and they train them and teach them um, in Africa and all over the world. Yeah, at that. But book and boot camp was uh, specifically the vision of Daniel Kalinda, the successor of Reinhard Bonnke, right. and his vision is the decade of double harvest. Mm -hmm. This this vision is to see 150 million souls saved by the end of the decade. So oh, wow. they have this huge, massive vision for um, for the salvation of men, and they yeah. can't do this alone. That's why they decided to multiply. Right. So Daniel Kalinda is training these evangelists to do what he's doing. He's just um, he's pouring out his heart and everything that he knows and everything that he's been taught from Reinhard Bonnke as well. Right. He's giving that to us. And yeah. so 100 students came from all over the world in January, and we were there for three months trained by Daniel Kalinda. And he, he taught us how to preach the gospel, how, yeah. to, how to speak from the diaphragm so we don't lose our voice. Yeah. <laughs> um, he, he t uh, we read five books during that time, and mm -hmm. we, um, uh, there was so much, and we were prepared, and then we were launched off to Africa for two, uh, for two months. Well, I was there for two months. We were where, there for where three, in Africa? three weeks. Um, to Tanzania. Yeah. The reason why it's Tanzania, because it's open. The whole, right. All of Africa is pretty much closed, but Tanzania is open yeah. to, to preach the gospel. Yeah, I remember uh, Daniel Kalenda, like, man, when he would speak, I loved, loved how he preached. I mean, he has this like, powerful voice, and maybe because he speaks, you know, uh, from the diaphragm, like you said, but, like, <laughs> yeah. he has a powerful voice, uh, powerful man of God. But Yeah, the first time yeah. the first time I met him, I was there um, for boot camp the day before it started, and I see Daniel Kalinda, I'm like, whoa, that's Daniel Kalinda, that's so cool, he's right there. And then he looks at me, and he, he turns, and he walks up to me, I'm like, wow, yeah. this is amazing. He shook my hand, he asked my name, where I'm yeah, from, yeah. I told him, and I just saw this humility in him that I didn't think I would see, yeah. he just this open, amazing man of God, that, and he shook our hands, and one of the things I noticed yeah. about him, he had that really um, vocal voice, it yeah, was very... Yeah. Um, um, it, he just it's yeah, powerful. He, it's powerful. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Even when he's talking to you like this, I'm like, well, that's he has a loud voice. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is with him, like I know that 
when you hear uh, his sermons, you watch like Rehard Bonke, Daniel Kalenda, obviously you're a human being and you tend to put these men like on a pedestal to a certain extent. But then you meet him in person and you realize, man, there's this, these humble like people and they walk in humility. You know, like they're not that, like you hear all these stories, but when you meet them in person, they're so approachable you know, so loving, so like helping, you know, and I think that really stood out to me. In your experience, what was probably the most significant thing about like the the experience that you had at boot camp? That's a good one. Honestly, there's a lot of things that I really experienced mm-hmm. that I really loved. Um, the people on like the people that we meet over there in the boot camp, we're yeah. gonna do life together for a long time. I feel like yeah. It. Because the relationships we make there, and there's a hundred students. Yeah. So there's a hundred students, evangelists who are on fire for Jesus, who have the, who have similar or the same calling as you, or mm-hmm. uh, they're all together like this. And so for me, that's huge because we're going to be doing crusades together. Yeah. We're going to go evangelizing together. In fact, we're um, in August. We're getting some of the boot camp students together like maybe five or or around five of them to come together to do a fire camp in Ukraine. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be training other, um, it's going to be training Ukrainian young men and women to to be evangelists and how to evangelize. Yeah. So what was a typical day like at the boot camp, uh, at the CFN boot camp? Yeah. So so the days were really booked. I'll be honest. They were Mm -hmm. booked from... From morning till evening, we came in every single day. The class started, I believe it was 8 a.m. Yeah. And then it was till 2 p.m. every single day. And afterwards, we would have internship. So mm-hmm. I would stay around either helping or I would, um, my internship was, I would do social media. So I would do it for Levi Lutz, one of the yeah. um, one of the leaders over there. So I would either stay back or I would edit or I would post something yeah. or I would help somebody else out. Because CFAN is all about excellence. They yeah. love to do things with excellence. That's their heart. That's their um, that's their motto. And also, they um, they're very much about servanthood. Yeah. They love people who are willing to serve, who are willing to stay behind some extra time and just put in put in the time and effort. So I saw that a lot in the in the boot camp. And honestly, for me, that was huge because I wanted to learn how to serve better. And so they they taught me that. Yeah. So um, and then. As far as I understand, the Tanzania trip was like a launch into ministry. Like, what was it? Was that like, like you guys went and like, was it a crusade that you were part of um, in Tanzania? Yeah. So for three weeks, we got a privilege of um, having our own crusade. We we had six people on, on our team. And then there was another team of six people. They were doing their own crusade. Yeah. Everybody else was doing either kids crusades or they were just preaching villages, but they were taking yeah. everything they learned at the boot camp, and they started practicing it on on the streets in, in Tanzania. But um, in our crusade, the, the one that we organized, um, we had 691 salvations. That means 691 people came to Christ amazing, through, um, through, the, through the crusade that we had. And yeah. there was about 1,000 to 1,200 people daily for five straight days coming to the crusade. And yeah. that was quite an experience because we got to organize the entire crusade mm-hmm. from scratch you, uh, with, the, with the pastors, of course, and the leaders over there in Tanzania. 
Um, but that was amazing. And then we got to preach the gospel to yeah. these people, saw deliverances, saw healings. And for me, I was just astonished to have my own crusade. I never, I always wanted to have a crusade, right, yeah. but this was a dream come true because I yeah. watched Reinhard Bonnke do this. And I'm like, I'm now preaching the gospel and doing a crusade um, with with a group of uh, fellow believers as well. And that was yeah. amazing for me. I think one of the biggest things that I see, uh, we tend to kind of go to extremes, right? Like on one hand, you have the guys who are so infatuated with knowing the right thing, you know, and studying theology and studying like every single discipline of apologetics and philosophy and all of these things, right? And of course, like orthodoxy, where knowing what you believe and and kind of like make sure that you have good doctrine is really, really good, right? But on the other hand, it's like, okay, well, if all you do is study, if all you do is just head knowledge, I think one of the biggest problems that I have uh, with a sort of the traditional four-year university is that for four years, you are training people to listen to the word, but they're not doing much, you yeah, know, like... Yeah. Uh, so the internship part is where I would even say like the boot camp was more of an apprenticeship, right? Like where you are studying it, but then you're applying it. Yeah. And then going in Tanzania and applying it, because again, it, it, having the right doctrine is important. Ha knowing scripture is important. But if you're not acting on that, if you're not actually taking steps to pray for the for the sick, you know, don't expect you're gonna see healings if you don't actually take the step to, to 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 go and pray for people. And I think if I look at my life, I think that's exactly my problem, right? Like I'll, you know, like I'll study, I'll preach, you know, uh, but I'm too afraid to step out of my comfort zone to go to Walmart and say, hey, can I pray for <laughs> you? You know, where I think for me, mission trips has been so difficult because every single time I go overseas, I usually get sick. Mm, that's fine. <laughs> so I always kind of have like a bad experience overseas. Um, so I feel like I'm more like bound to United States. Um, but uh, well, here's I, the thing. Yeah. In boot camp, they taught us even yeah. what to eat, what not to eat. They're like straight up, hey, don't eat salads. Because really? salads, they use their hands to to make the salad, and people get sick from it. Yeah, eat, eat at the hotel because at the hotel they cook the food thoroughly, and they mm -hmm. they make sure it's clean and washed, and they use uh, the right water to wash it with. And so they taught us even what to eat, so we don't get sick. Yeah, so <laughs> that's that's awesome, man. And I think this is exactly what I hope, like younger people especially, right? Like, hey, if God is calling you to ministry, or if God is calling you to missions, you know. Go in and join people that are already successfully doing it. And maybe people might disagree with, you know, Rehard Bonke and Daniel Kalenda on the specific doctrines, right? But you can never look to them and say, well, they're being lazy and yeah. they're not preaching the gospel because they are preaching the gospel daily. You know, yeah. they're, they're doing massive crusades. And I think that is what's so awesome, what, what I respect about them so much, you know. Yeah, um, there's, there's this guy named, um, he's a friend of mine. His name is Waldi. He's from mm -hmm. Germany. And yeah. he, he wanted to do crusades and he, he found a way to do it. Mm -hmm. There was a man who was doing crusades and going out and preaching the gospel like that. And he asked him, hey, can I go on a crusade with you? Mm -hmm. And he said, sure, let's go. And so Waldi, my friend, he went over there overseas to, to do a crusade yeah. because he just found someone to do it with. Mm -hmm. Same thing with Daniel King. He's, uh, he's also, yeah. he was a teacher in boot camp, and that's what he did as well. He, I think it was uh, Teal Osborne mm -hmm. or somebody else that he asked to go along with them, and he went 
right there to to do a crusade and that's how he learned from somebody else yeah so i like that tip that's definitely a way to do it yeah what are some um uh experiences that you had that uh, you'd character uh, characterize as kind of like out of the ordinary like maybe crazy almost uh have you seen this, something in tanzania that you're like man obviously it's really hard to see that in the states like uh, i i hear there's a lot of like a lot of people who are possessed a lot yeah. of witchcraft right yeah. um what can you speak to when it comes to those kind of things like anything Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so I remember one of the nights I was just uh, there was about ten or fifteen thousand people in the stands, and I wasn't preaching. This was yeah. Daniel Kalinda and two other evangelists. Yeah, um, I just helped organize the crusade there. And as they're praying for the sick, I just see people all over the place, either falling, shaking, people picking them up, and they're taking them to the tent mm-hmm. for prayer and for deliverance. And mm-hmm. I remember Slavic. Uh, I looked up, I looked in that tent and I saw just some some chaotic that I've never seen before. Yeah. And I saw people jumping up and down. I saw people just manifesting. I saw people casting out demons. And I realized for myself, mm-hmm. this is what the devil does to people. Mm-hmm. He he tortures them. He, he, he lies to them. He takes their life and he just completely destroys it. And I'm like, hey, you know what? Yeah. I'm motivated by seeing this because I want to destroy the works of the devil. This is what Jesus said yeah. to us. Go and destroy the works of the devil. We yeah. proclaim the truth and we, we, we pray for the people. We see people get healed when we proclaim Jesus Christ and that he's a savior. Yeah. So that was very motiv- motivating for me. The thing is with, with that, uh, I think a lot of times people have this idea of like almost romanticized idea of what ministry looks like. But if you think about real ministry, it can get kind of downright dirty right like yeah. you, you can get you know it's it's i would say uh, you have to be ready to roll up your sleeves because in general when people come to jesus it's pretty messy yeah right and i think a lot of times we have the sterilized version of what coming to jesus looks like uh, but when you have someone who spent their whole life in witchcraft or they're demon possessed um, you will see some manifestations, and you, th- they might ne- not necessarily, f- you know, fit your description of yeah. what and how things ought to run, right? Yeah. Um, what are some of the best moments that you saw? Like any specific healings or anything like that that you saw? Yeah, yeah. Um, I definitely want to come back to the question, but yeah, I want to yeah. add something to that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, go ahead. Because a lot of people think um, demons, that's scary, this and that. But the thing is, we're covered with the blood of Jesus. Mm. If we're believers and we're followers of Christ, we have a protector. Yeah. And there's even instances in my life where I'm sleeping, I feel like just the devil attacking me with fear or something else. I'm like, wow, the devil came to me to attack me. I, I might be, uh, am I special or something? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm like, wow, okay, th- this is awesome. And so you just cast him out and you just go about, about your day. So Jesus is for us. He's yeah. not against us. And it just that just shows that um, Christ is stronger. He, yeah, he is yeah. the one, he's the victorious one. Yeah, um, yeah, that's one thing I wanted to mention. But the the amazing part was there was definitely a lot of miracles that we saw Slavic. Yeah, um, one of the miracles that I remember clearly is after the service. I remember I come into the back and somebody tells me, "Oh, this man couldn't walk for five years," mm-hmm. and he's just sitting there. I'm like, "Okay, can you get up?" So he gets up and he's standing there and he's he's shaking. Shaking, yeah. He's shaking. I'm like, "Okay, what's going on? You got to tell me." And he tells me his testimony. He said for five years he couldn't walk. 
Mm-hmm. His family left him. His wife walked out on him. He wow. was left all by himself. And that night, he he took a taxi, and this taxi delivered him to the field, yeah. to the crusade ground, and they laid him down in the grass. And as he was laying there, as the people were praying for, for healing, he felt power just coming to him, and he felt power to get up and walk. And that's what exactly what he did. He, he got up, yeah. and he started walking for the first time in five years. And that's what Jesus did for that man. I was just amazed to see that just that's, firsthand. That's awesome, man. I think... Again, I think faith starts when you no longer can rely on your experience or yeah. you rely on your like comfort, right? Faith starts where you no longer really have a way to kind of get out of if you get in trouble, right? Like you have yeah. to you have to trust the Lord. Um, so, what are some of the plans that you have for the future? Um, what do you think God is calling you to? I know you're only here for a week. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of crazy because you live here. Yeah. <laughs> Officially. <laughs> but, but, but you don't because yeah. you're like, you've been gone for six months. You're just only here for Yeah, week. I'm trying to figure out where, where my location is. <laughs> I mean, we're all it's just an pilgrims. Ha- this. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we're all just pilgrims. Come on. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, I came here for a week. But my future plan is I'm going back to Ukraine. I'm going to mm-hmm. be... Um, I'm gonna be involved in some some things there. We're already starting uh, a worship night. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're planning out right now in Ukraine. But um, my heart is for to preach the gospel. That's basically yeah. just the Great Commission. Simply, yeah, simply yeah. put. And we're planning a crusade right now in Nigeria. Oh wow! To do that for a what week. What dates? So we're going there on August 22nd okay. through. Through the 27th, I believe. So we're going to go for five days. Mm-hmm. And then right after that, I get on a plane. Again, if God wills for all this to happen, I get on a plane and I go to Tanzania. And we have one week of kids' crusades. Okay. So we're going to go from place to place preaching the good news to the kids. Yeah. And then have a gospel crusade that uh, four of us are organizing in Tanzania. So we're going to do what we did what, a few what, months uh, back. What's the date range for that? Like That's going to be until September 12th. September 12th. Yeah. So yeah. So big plans. I mean. Yeah, man. I I really hope um, that you know you don't do this alone, right? Yeah. Where I know that the Holy Spirit is with you, and but I think one of the the the, uh, the biggest reasons I wanted to have you on the podcast is I know a lot of times we are so quick to get behind a cause that you know we heard, hey, um, you know, like. Uh, I, I want to go and watch, you know, uh, Seahawks because uh, Russell Wilson is a Christian, right? <laughs> um, but the truth of the matter is, Russell Wilson is a millionaire. Yeah. You know, and you know, it's awesome the fact that he is a Christian. But at the end of the day, you know, I think when you're gonna go and spend, I don't know how much the tickets are for for a football game, but you know, I see so many of my friends that they will support this because they think it's a great cause. But then there's people like you who nobody really talks to when you're gone for six months. Nobody comes and sticks a camera in your face and like, hey, tell me, you know. uh, And you're literally putting everything that you have on the line here because as far as I understand, other than donations and all that, you don't necessarily have a steady income, Yeah. right? So you're constantly throwing yourself at the mercy of, of the Lord to provide for you. Um, so my hope is that, you know, you have friends and maybe people that listen to this podcast and they want to get behind this and say, hey, 
if you're doing this in Tanzania, I can't go. If they can, maybe they can join you. But if yeah. they cannot go, they'll say, you know what? But I want to be a partner with you in this. I want to I wanna support you. So what would be a way for people, if anybody that's listening to this podcast and they want to like support you, they want to connect with you, how can they get a hold of you? And um, are you raising money for this? I'm, I'm not even like... I am, yeah. So I'm, I'm raising uh, funds for both the gospel crusades yeah. that are going to happen in Nigeria and Tanzania. And yeah, again, so the gospel is free. We preach mm-hmm. the gospel. It's, yeah. it's a free message. It, we're saved by grace um, through faith. Um, at, but at the same time, to preach the gospel, a lot of times it takes money to to yeah. make sure to go over there overseas. We set up the big speakers. We have we have advertisement that we go all over this that goes all over the city. Yeah. We have the the people that we we donate to the translators that come on board. And there's just so much that I didn't even think of, of about before I started yeah. doing crusades. So if you have it on your heart to give, you're not giving to me, you're giving to the Lord and to the people yeah. that are going to hear the gospel. Yeah. So um, that's, that's, that's the case. Yeah. yeah. And right now, actually, Slavic, mm-hmm. I'm starting a nonprofit organization mm-hmm. as we speak. So I'm getting that. Um, what would be the goal of the nonprofit that you, you're hoping to start? Um, is it mostly for... Uh, crusades are you hoping to do like orphanages like well what what's kind of like the end goal of of the this nonprofit that you're you're hoping to start yeah I'm an evangelist so mm-hmm. I'm yeah. preach, <laughs> preaching the gospel yeah of course but how does that look like Can't go wrong with that by the way <laughs> <laughs> it's always there you go evangelism preaching the gospel yeah, but on. yeah but in, in short I would just say it's um, it's to do crusades mm-hmm I just, every time I watch Bonky's videos or people who are preaching gospel yeah. crusades, I'm like, that's that's what I do. Like, I feel like tugging my heart to go do that. So that's one of the biggest things is what I want to do is preach at Crusades plus Christ for All Nations. That's yeah. that's their niche or niche. That's yeah. what they do. So I, I want to go preach the gospel. And of course, I want to do it in different countries. I have a heart for Ukraine. I also have, yeah, yeah. I want to do it in Africa. I want to do it all over the place here in Seattle, if possible. Yeah, come yeah, on. So. Seattle is a tough place, man. I mean, uh. <laughs> not not so. T- I mean, if Jesus is here, God yeah. can really shake up the city, especially with men, people like Slavic right here. And thank you, sir. Yeah, come on. Um, one thing I wanted to ask you, uh, I always try to ask people when they come on the podcast, um, what do you think your life message is? Uh, if you were to boil it down to like one sentence, uh, there's a few questions that I usually ask. Is that's one of them? Is like, what do you think your life message is? That's a good question. I would say to preach Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's that's a life message for sure. Also, I really have a passion just to love God and love people. You know, the great yeah, commandment. Yeah. That's that's what I'm striving for. I pray to the Lord all the time for God, let me love yeah. like you love and let me be humble. Because when we humble ourselves, God lifts us up. God is looking for people who are be who are willing to hum- be humble and to who are willing to serve others. Yeah. So that's what I want to do, and of course, preach the gospel. Jesus called us to preach. We're talking about Jesus, our Savior. So every time, oftentimes, Slavic. Yeah. Even when I'm in my room, when I'm just praying, when I'm seeking the Lord, I just uh, oftentimes I feel His presence. Sometimes I don't, but yeah, oftentimes yeah. I do. And I would say one of the biggest things that I just enjoy the most in in life is just to spend time with Jesus. 
I could yeah. say the biggest and the greatest things in my life were just one-on-one time with Jesus on. when I'm praying or when I'm reading the Bible. And those are the most memorable moments in my life. And I feel like those are the most valuable, you know, like gold yeah. nuggets that you would say. So just to love God, love people, and yeah. preach the gospel. How do you practically live that out? Like, I understand that you know your life message, and I think that in itself is a blessing because a lot of people sort of kind of go through life hoping for the next exciting thing, right? Mm. But you know your life message, but how do you practically live that out? Obviously, we already talked about the mission work that you do, um, but what are some other ways, maybe somebody that's listening and they are like, hey, I want my life to matter, yeah. you know? And and um, what is practically, I think, another thing that you did that I think that's awesome is being able to be surrounded with people who are, I mean, not no offense to you, but they're way ahead of you, right? They're they're a bit yeah. older, um, and being surrounded by those kind of people, because you know how people say that you become an average, uh, you you become the average of what's that saying? Oh, the five people that are yeah, around the you. five people that 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 are around you. You're kind of like an average of the five best people around you, mm-hmm. right? And so you're surrounding yourself with powerful men of God, right? Um, but what other ways do you kind of like? live in light of eternity practically? Yeah, that's a good question. One of the ways I think Slavic is to to study the Word of God. Yeah, I think that's the foundation, just uh, to, to mm-hmm. be submerged in the Word of God and just study it day in and day out. Every Almost every single day, I would yeah. say, is I would be listening to a yeah. sermon or to the Bible or to an audiobook as I'm falling asleep. So <laughs> when I'm falling asleep, I'm putting in my headphones and I'm because it takes maybe 10 or 20 minutes while I fall asleep, yeah. and I can use this time for for something just to, to fill my heart and spirit with. So yeah. that's one of the things. So never stop learning. There's so much material out there. There's yeah. books. I love to, to listen to audio books, to read books, and um, to, to study the men of God. Like, for example, one mm-hmm. of the biggest people I study is uh, John Wesley, Deal Moody, yeah. um, Billy Graham, Reinhard Bonnke, these yeah. evangelists that inspire me. And I see that they brought a lot of fruit. So many people right now, they call themselves Methodists. That's because John Wesley started the Methodist movement. Yeah, There's yeah. millions of people out there. And it's because it was started by someone who loved God and pursued God with all their heart. I don't remember who said this, but the saying goes something like, always, you know, um, study the Bible, but the next thing you should study is people's biographies, right? Like great men of God that have great, amazing biography. Like, And I look how true that was for me. Like I think one of the, the things that helped me in my journey as a minister is obviously studying the Bible, but seeing people like Reinhard Bonnke and being inspired by, by what they were preaching, you know, and how passionate they were for Jesus, yeah. you know? So yeah, man, um, I definitely feel that. I think, I think uh, you know, that verse that says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Mm. You know, how do you new- renew your mind is by constantly feeding yourself on spiritual food that is that is um, healthy, you know? Yeah. A um, few more things I want to mention. Um, yeah. So what do you think uh, one day in 100 years from now when both of us are dead? I know you don't think it's going to happen, but probably will. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <laughs> unless jesus comes back soon <laughs> yes yes indeed um what do you hope people remember about your life yeah i think that's that's the thing the the great commission is he loved god like 
that's that's what I want to do is just love God. And there's different ways to love God, of course, but the way that it's really visualized is when we love people, when yeah, we lay yeah. down our lives for somebody else yeah. for a greater cause than, than our own selves. So when people look back in my life, I don't want them to yeah. actually remember me, but so they look to Jesus Christ. Yeah. I like this thing that That's Daniel so Kalinda yeah. does every time where when we walk into class, everybody's cheering and clapping for him. They're so excited. He's gonna about yeah, to, he's yeah. about to teach the class. And then he says, lift your hands up to the Lord. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so he he just, uh, when we're looking What's at him, spotlight he says, or look to Jesus. Yeah. yeah. And he, he's so good at that. And I, I just don't want people to remember Roman. I want people to remember Jesus. Yeah, yeah. I want people to strive more to be like Christ when they think of me. Yeah, awesome. Well, Roman, if people want to get in contact with you, um, how can they do that? Like, do you have social media? Like, how can they reach out to you? And like, and I, I strongly encourage you, if you're listening to this podcast and you want to see how you can help, it could be as easy as, um, you know, praying, you know, uh, or if they can help financially, that would be an amazing blessing. Or if they, maybe they want to go in, and join you, you know? Yeah. Uh, and that, that is my hope, honestly, for this podcast is is for people to say, hey, you know, um, I think God is calling me to missions, Yeah, you know, and I would love to join Roman on the mission field, you know. So how can they get a hold of you? Yeah, there's a couple of ways. So I have Instagram. My Instagram mm-hmm. is roman.neche, mm-hmm. and I'm sure you'll provide yeah, a link yeah. for that. So It'll R-O- be in the show notes. Yeah, R-O-M-A-N dot N-E-C-H-A-Y. And I'm also looking for people to to partner um, in prayer, of course, please pray for us and pray for Slavic yeah. as well. He <laughs> needs we all need he needs a lot of prayer. <laughs> we, uh, we all need it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's one way. Also, I'm looking for people who can video edit because I have yeah. a lot of footage that we, we mm-hmm. take in Africa and we want to transform that and show people what's going on because not a lot of people know what yeah. Africa looks like, what crusades look like. If yeah. I say crusade in Russian, people are like, they're scratching their head like, what they is that? that is. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So we would love to um, we would love to make more video content for for people yeah. to watch, and then if you if you want to donate or if you want to give monthly or financially just a one time gift it depends on you how yeah, how yeah. you're able to give but you can give on PayPal you can give on Zelle you can give on Cash App whatever works best yeah. for you or yeah and I'll try my best to include as many links as I can in the description of the video um, and also in the show notes for this podcast. Um, well, Roman, it's been man, it's been such an amazing time, yeah. you know, talking to you about what God is calling you to do, and I'm so encouraged by you. And quite frankly, I feel you're a lot more bold than I am when it comes to like personal one-on-one evangelism. And I really hope that more younger, uh, more young people, kind of do this, you know, and, yeah. and 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 walk in the calling that God has given them. So, um, I would love to hear from you, man. Uh, whoever is listening. Uh, if you're a young person, if you're older, um, you know, if if you want to uh, reach Roman, you can reach him directly with the links provided. Uh, but also, I want to hear from you, maybe if you are watching this on YouTube, that you post a comment with your testimony or post a comment with maybe what God is calling you to do. And the reason I want you to do that is because when you do something public like that, it kind of holds you accountable to it. Yeah. Uh, I remember how many times I make a decision and I just forget about it and move on with my life, right? But when you tell someone or when you post it publicly, mm. you kind of 
are thinking about it more, and uh, you'll think about before you post too, <laughs> right? But I, I encourage you to make a decision and say, Lord, I don't know, um, you know, how the future is going to plan out, but pan out. But God, I know that you hold my future. I know that I can trust you, and I'm going to trust you with this calling. So. God bless you. Thank you so much for watching this and listening to this podcast. And Roman, thank you so much for being here, bro. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure and honor just to be here with you, Slavic. Thank you yeah. so much. And thank you for listening. All right. God bless. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hey, everyone. I want to take a moment and thank you so much to all of you who have been downloading and listening to these podcasts. Recently, a friend of mine called me out of the blue and he said, hey, I want to be part of the ministry that you are doing and I want to financially support you. So I told him that for the last four years, I've been paying to host this podcast online. So he decided that he will pay for a year worth of podcast hosting. This nice gesture made me think maybe there are more people that would like to partner up with me in ministry. Oftentimes when I'm asked to minister at some church, a lot of the churches don't have enough money to cover my travel, my time that I took off of work, and the expenses that come with being in a different state. So I created a fund where all the proceeds that come into this fund from the online platforms will be used towards ministry, be it travel expenses or podcast production or creating any other form of ministry content. You can give through the link in the show notes. However, if you cannot support me financially, I encourage you to pray. And if you can, rate and review this podcast. Thank you so much again and God bless.